So God bless you tonight. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May uh, your eye, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. May God give you insight and revelation knowledge into advanced knowledge, into the mysteries of the kingdom and the life that we're living right now in the name of Jesus. Our scripture reading will come from 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 13, as well as we'll be in John, the gospel of John chapter 16, verse 25, amen, through 31. Amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 13, amen, in the New King James Version, and both will be in that same version, the name of Jesus. Praise God. Tonight, I want to deal with this subject, amen, and it's a, it is an imperative. It's a direct exhortation. Be confident in what you know. Praise God. Be confident in what you know. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, Amen. Christ is not his last name. He's the anointed one from God. Glory to God. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever and anyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. Amen. By this we know that we love God, the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. Glory to God. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. They're not, diff too, they're not too difficult. That's what it means. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Verse five, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, glory to God, who, who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Look at verse 6. This is he who came by water and by blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by blood, water and blood. And this is the, and, and it is the Spirit who bear witness, amen, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, or the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified in his son. Amen. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. And he who does not believe has made him, amen. Who, he who does not believe God has made him a liar, but he has not believed, amen, that God has given his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is, amen, in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who has, does not have the Son does not have life. And these things I have written to you, whoever believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue 
to believe in the name of the Son of God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glorious Master. Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 25, and through uh, verse 31, and it says, These things I have spoken to you in, a, in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day when you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believe that I've come forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Verse 29, his disciples said to him, so now, see, see, now you are talking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this, we believe that you came forth from God. And Jesus answered them, verse 31, do you, do you know now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has, has now come that you will be scattered each one to his own and leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Verse 33 is our point. These things I have spoken to you that in me you will have, you may have peace. Amen. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. You're going to have many sorrows and many grievings. That's the word tribulation. Amen. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Praise God. Our subject matter tonight, be confident, amen, in what you know. Be confident in what you know. Amen. There are some clarity we have to get out of the text before we can proceed. Amen. And it says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, amen, for this is the, for this is the love of God that we can keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. They're not too heavy. They're not too hard to keep. Glory to God. One of the things that God revealed to me about, amen, unconsciously what I was doing is that when God called us, calls us to holiness, calls us to keep his word, one of the first things we meditate on and then say out of our mouth unconsciously, he says to me, Bogus, I said that my commandments are not burdensome. They are not too difficult. You're thinking and you are, amen, are repeating a defeated language, amen, and thereby you can't do what I command you to do because, amen, out of the abundance of your heart, your lips are speaking, amen. So you're talking in direct contrast to what I said you can do. You're talking and you're meditating in direct contrast, amen, to what I said that you can do. If I called you to holiness, if I called you to work, walk upright, if I said you can be walk circumspectly, that meant, amen, I, you can do it. Praise God. He says, now you've been given help, the comforter. You've been given my spirit. Within the DNA of the spirit of God is the power to overcome. Within the DNA of the Holy Spirit 
It comes with the seed. Within the seed is the power to overcome. Glory to God. Amen. And so uh, the exhortation from the Father to me was began to meditate on the truth and not your, not your frailty. And the truth is my commandments are not burdensome and I can overcome if I call upon the helper to help me in my times and in my places of weakness. If I call upon him and not recite through my humanness, my human eyes and thoughts and feelings, but, amen, meditate upon what he said and proclaim it through your faith confessions that his commandments are not burdensome. Glory to God. Amen. I'm saying I can't do it. That's hard. I'm, but in actuality, I'm fueling the lie of the enemy and disregarding the truth of the scriptures that says his commandments are not burdensome. He says, if you love God, keep his commandments, for his commandments are not burdensome. Glory to God. And so as believers, beloved, one of the first things we have to deal with uh, tonight is the reality. Praise God. We have been called uh, to holiness. We've been called to holiness. And yet we cannot continue to recite Amen. Defeated mindset. We cannot continue to recite, amen, defeat in the name of Jesus. We have to recite victory in his name, in the name of Jesus. We have to recite the way, man, what the Holy Spirit is saying to, uh, to, to, the, to us and not what we are repeating in our unregenerated mindset. Amen. What we are repeating in our unregenerated mindset, glory to God, uh, keenly aware of what the scripture says and not what our re unregenerated, defeated mindset tells us we cannot do. Amen. But the scripture says in verse four, for whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that, that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who has overcome the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. So I, 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 so we have to take comfort in the reality, in the fact that Christ has already overcome the world. Amen. He's already overcome. And since we are born of God, that victory that he accomplished, amen, in the world for us is now in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God and the world. So what is the world? First John chapter two, verse 15 through 17 says this, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, None, amen, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God, amen, abides forever. Amen. All that's in this world system is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These All three of these temptations, both the first and the last Adam dealt with. The first Adam fell to it. The last Adam, Christ, overcame. 
amen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eye, what we see, what we desire, the pride of life is what we have that, what we have that we believe makes us important. Our education, our car, our material things, all these things are called the pride of life and is most of the time skipped over and anything skipped over has the ability to thrive unchecked. Amen. Anything skipped over has the ability to thrive unchecked. Glory to God. Amen. So he says to me, this is my first matter we got to deal with tonight. Amen. Uh, in verse 3, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, for this is the love of God that he who keeps his commandments. Amen. And his commandments are not burdensome. They're not too difficult. Glory to God. They're not burdensome. So my language and my, amen, my thinking and my language, amen, should line up with the word of God. My thinking and my language has to line up with the word of God. Amen. Amen. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So my mind, my meditation, and my vocabulary have to line up with the, with the word of God if I'm going to walk in victory and have this confidence at the coming of the Lord. Amen. I can, amen. I can't afford to allow my, um, my, my the frailness of my flesh, my weak, unregenerated thinking to override what the scriptures have said to me concerning um, who I am in the Lord and what, what I have in him, what benefits I have in him. Amen. Again, in the DNA of the Holy Spirit, if indeed we are born again, beloved, amen, we can keep his commandments. We can walk in holiness. Whatever he says we are, whatever he says we can have, praise God, we have to have uh, amen, a mindset and a vocabulary to match that until we line up. Praise God, because God is just and he would not, uh, amen, ask us to do something that we here has not empowered us to do. The reason why God could speak so emphatically and so confidently about the testing of Job is because he was well aware of what Job was made of, well aware of what he had already placed in him. He was not confident in just Job alone. He was confident in what he had already invested in Job. And so the devil's erroneous thought that he could be so rude, so heavy on Job that he would cuss God to his face, amen, to be truthful, the victory was already won before the battle even got started, amen, because God, amen, had already invested in Job. So too, you and I, beloved, what's the investment is the impartation of the Holy Spirit. In the DNA of the Spirit of God, there is victory. There is victory. So we have to call on that. We have to exhort that. We have to encourage that. We have to speak that. We have to meditate on that. We have to declare that and amen and start having the mindset and the vocabulary that match the scriptures. He said his commandments are not burdensome. That's what he said. Amen. He said his commandments are not burdensome. Well, we said we got the can't help us. Glory to God. Amen. But he said, his commandments are not too difficult. Praise God. But here's the part. Here's the, here's the point. Amen. Verse four said, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. That's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. And this is the victory 
amen, that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith in what? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The word says his commandments are not burdensome. We have to believe in that and believe that we are born of God. We're born again of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all things that are of Christ, God has given to us by the Spirit. Glory to God. And we have to walk in that. And we have to believe, amen, that Jesus is the Son of God. When we look at the first John, amen, it looks like his conversation is random. It appears that he's jumping from thought to thought, but in reality, he's answering um, some uh, negative, well, erroneous doctrine in this Gnostic and uh, different types of uh, increased uh, threat on the church through this false teaching. He's answering false teaching, and he's telling what he's called his little children, amen, to stand fast in the truth. Glory to God. Although they're being threatened by the lure of worldliness and the guile of false teaching, he tells them, stand fast in the apostolic teaching that you already know. Don't be twisted. Don't let, here's what he says, no one deceive you. Amen. Don't no one deceive you because this Gnostic heresy was teaching that Christ could not have come in the flesh, could not have been born of the flesh. And another part was saying that it only seemed or appeared, another teaching, that he was in uh, incarnation. Both cases, they're denying, they're just flat out denying in the incarnation of Christ. And this thing was gathering speed. Amen. Come, been bombarded in the church. Glory to God. Amen. But this older John, amen, is refuting the erroneous doctrine and at the same time encouraging his readership to walk in the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Walk in the knowledge of the truth. And so John, he lists the uh, criteria and the characteristics of fellowship with God. Praise God. And it shows that if we abide in him, we are abiding in the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. And so he's answering in this short five chapters, he's answering false doctrine. In this short five chapters, he's answering, amen, false doctrine by not imparting anything new to the hearers. But what he is doing is drawing upon what they've already been taught amen, by the, uh, the apostles, that doctrine that Christ had already laid the foundation for, that doctrine that Christ has already laid the foundation, he's saying to them now, amen, walk in that. Glory to God. Amen. Stand fast in that. Be confident in that. Amen. So he says, you know. So we found out that that word know or known is is seen over 33 times, praise God, in our observation to know or to know. Then that was about three times the statement, amen, by this we know, about this you know, amen. So all of this is giving us the foundation and giving us the covenant that we need to go on to perfection. All of this is giving you and I everything we need, amen, and the confidence to go on to perfection in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. So in your observations, you should have saw the word abide 
over 15 times. You should have saw the word the spirit over 14 times. Amen. You should have seen Antichrist four times. You should have observed, amen, the statement by this we know eight times in five chapters. Eight times. So this is not something, amen, new that the writer is telling us. This is not, he's not drawing upon something they, they, they have not been taught. But what he is saying is, amen, little children, amen, you know what's going on. Stand in it. So I say to you, as John says to them, you know the truth. Stand in it. The first line of defense against, amen, uh, uh, false doctrine, false brother, amen, error, heresies is maturity, is maturity. We need the mature saints to manifest in this hour like never before. We need mature saints, amen, to stand their ground in this hour like never before. Amen. There's all type of uh, foolish teaching attempt, attempting to, amen, uh, infect and affect the church. But in this hour, beloved, your voice and your maturity, your reasoning is needed now more than ever before. Amen. This is our exhortation. This is what we're calling you to this level of boldness. Amen. Out of 1 John, say amen, because we already know. We know, praise God, the Antichrist, many of us, and uh, I'm almost done, many of us think that the Antichrist is going to come from somewhere far, come in and try to disrupt the church. There are many Antichrists, says John. There are many Antichrists. And some, amen, were among us. They came out from among us baptized Holy Ghost-filled believers. They feigned like, they act like they were of us, but in reality, they were not. They've been among us. Amen. They've uh, infiltrated. They've acted like. They've danced like. They've used the same jargon. They've used some of the same dance from the same language and the same mannerisms. But the reality was, amen, there are deceivers. Many deceivers have gone out into the world, amen, who do not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Amen. And this is a deceiver. This is an antichrist. Praise God. And so we have to be careful, beloved, that we don't receive every voice that we hear. John says to us, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether it be of God or not. Amen. Whoever denies that Christ, amen, did not come in the flesh. Amen. If he denied the son, he denies the father also. This is the Antichrist. Whoever denies the son also denies the father. And this is the Antichrist. Many deceivers are in the world, beloved. But us that are called, sanctified, filled with the word and in the presence of God, his spirit. Amen. We don't need that. We need to be taught. We, amen. All we need is to rely on the unction that is in there, in us. So I exhort you, be sober, be vigilant, keep your eyes open. We need functioning eyes. We need functioning ears. We need those who have a heartbeat, a throb, amen, for the presence of God, for the word of God, amen, in the name of Jesus. For man say, I love God and hate his brethren, he's a liar. 
Amen. So John gives us these hard lines to identify what is and what is not. If he continues on in sin and says he's in the light, he's a liar because there's no darkness in the Lord. You can't walk in, amen, in, amen, in the dark and the light at the same time. So John is real clear. And so this is where we draw from, beloved. This is where we exhort each other from. This is where, amen, I'm saying to you tonight, be confident in what you know. Stand firm on it. Don't let no one deceive you. Many doctrines of demons have gone out. Many who have shipwrecked their faith, giving heed to those teachings. Amen. Uh, but us, praise God, we should not be shipwrecked or easily swayed by anything that is not a man of God. All of this cunningness and tricking, trickery that's of men and not of the truth. Amen. Don't give one minute to it. Don't give no attention, but we always be ready to give a defense. This word defense we talked about last week is, is apologetic. Be able to defend what you believe in. Study it to the place where you can defend what you believe in. Study the word of God to the place where you can defend what you believe in. You don't have to bring them to church and bring them to the preacher. Amen. You can, you can give a defense on the spot. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Father. You can give a defense on the spot. Amen. And this is the message that we have from him. Amen. We are, he, who, uh, he has already overcome the world. And beloved, we can do the same. We can do the same. Let our, let, amen. This is my exhortation. My time is up. Let our thinking as well as our speaking be in accord with the word of God. This is called a confession. It means to say the same as. It's called a confession. It means to say the same as. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Our salvation is a doc, amen, is one of confession. It's a word, it's a speaking salvation. Amen. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Amen. The word of God said that, amen, his commandments are not burdensome. So we ought to say the same thing. Praise God. We ought to say the same thing and draw upon the strength of the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Embrace the doctrine of sanctification. Praise God and believe that the word that he has spoke is of us, is for us, and it will work because he said it would. Because he, said, because he said it would. Amen. Let us rid ourselves, amen, uh, from speaking and meditating on things that are indifferent from what the master said that we can do. Let us rid ourselves of that type of, amen, worldly, degenerated, fallen conversation and let us speak the word of life and the word of faith into our spirit until it manifests and God be glorified in all that, amen, uh, he is and in all that he's doing in us. Glory to God. Father, I thank you tonight for the hero. I thank you, Father, for your clarity, for your power. I believe your word that your commandments are not burdensome. They're not too difficult. We, Father God, I pray that your spirit would rise up in us, give us, a, amen, the strength, give us the clarity and the boldness, amen, to walk in your newness and your holiness and not in the ways of the world. Let our, our unregenerated parts be brought up to your standards, Father, that we may stand bold in this day, Father God. And when the day comes of Christ, we may have confidence in him that we've stood and we've overcome the world because he overcame. 
and we bless you and we thank you, we magnify you in Jesus' name. 